ان الحمد لله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we continue ايها الاخوه والاخوات حياكم الله وبارك فيكم we continue with the lesson in the three fundamental principles those lessons concerning the three fundamental questions that every muslim will be asked in his grave and before we begin and we are going to continue with the second principle we finished with the first principle and that first question which is who is your lord in the grave every single muslim or every single person after he dies when he's placed in the grave the angel of death will come and will ask him man rabbuk who is your lord the believer he will answer the true believer the muslim the mu'min he will answer that's the first question and we talked about that last week and the week before or in the last two sessions we talked about the meaning of who is your lord and how a muslim should answer and the meaning of when you say rabbi allah that my lord is allah and how you came to that knowledge we're going to continue with the second question three questions the that every muslim will be asked or every person will be asked in his grave the second of those questions is ma dinuk ma dinuk what is your religion before we begin with the second principle to share the benefit as after the last lesson there was a brother who asked me a question which was a beneficial question in reality and it is good to share the benefit it's good to share the benefit and so the brother he asked what can a person say when he wants to make when he wants to make al-istighatha al-istighatha we talked about the different types of worship last week we talked about the different types of worship and we said from worship there was there were many acts of worship there was tawakkul there was dua there was raghba rahba khushu' there was khashya the fear of allah there was al-isti'adha to seek refuge to seek refuge with allah from ash-shaytan and from all evil also al-isti'ana al-isti'ana which means to seek aid and seek help from allah like when we say iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in iyyaka nasta'in with you we seek aid and we said al-isti'ana means talab al-awn it means to seek aid al-istighatha al-istighatha is talab al-ghawf it means to seek deliverance and rescue from allah but we said what's the difference between what do we say about 
Al-istighatha and isti'ana. We said there's a difference between them. Because both of them, in reality, you're seeking aid. You're seeking help from Allah. But we said there's a difference between al-istighatha and isti'ana. And we remember the difference. Al-istighatha la takun illa inda shidda. That istighatha, when, you, when you're in that, when you seek deliverance and rescue, that is not done except for in a very difficult situation. In the, in the shidda, in a difficult situation. As for seeking aid, then when you seek aid, then that can be done at any time. Any time. And a person can do that by saying, Allahumma a'inni. Allahumma a'inni. Wallah aid me. And you say that in your prayer. You can also say it uh, in the prayer towards the end, before you give the, the salam. Like in that hadith, where the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said to Mu'adh ibn Jabal, anhu, the companion, he said, Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi inni, inni uhibbuk. He said, by Allah I love you. He said, but don't forget to say, at the end of your prayer, don't forget to say, Allahumma a'inni, ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Don't forget to say at the end of your prayer. So, so when a person after he when he's he, when he sits down in the prayer and he said at lillahi salawat towards the end he can say this dua. Allahumma a'inni oh Allah help me a'inni ala dhikrika help me help me to remember you. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika and help me to give thanks to you. Wa husni ibadatik and help me to perfect your worship. To perfect your worship. And likewise a Muslim can make a dua for another for another for another Muslim and he says, A'anakallah. A'anakallah. May Allah aid you. Allah yainuk. May Allah aid you. With istighatha though, as we said, that is in the time of need in a, in a difficult time in a difficult time when you're in a difficult situation and you never know a Muslim you may be in a difficult situation I mean up until, up until now maybe you haven't ever been in a very difficult situation where you need to make that istighatha but if you've never been in the situation you don't know what to say because it's not something that you're used to and maybe you haven't memorized the dua from those du'as that you can make is, Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum, Bi Rahmatika Astaghith. Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum, Bi Rahmatika Astaghith. Likewise, in that hadith narrated by Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, that he said, that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana yad'u inda al-karb, that he used to make the du'a, when he was in that very difficult situation, he would say, La ilaha illallah al-adhimul halim. La ilaha illallah rabbul arshil kareem. La ilaha illallah rabbul samawati wa rabbul ard. Rabbul arshil adhim. So these are some of the du'as you can make where if you were ever in that situation where you have to make al-istighatha. We continue with the, the second principle.
the second principle, meaning that second question that we will be asked in our graves. No running away from it. We will all be asked. After you're asked, Marabbuk, who is your Lord? The second question will follow. Madinuk. Madinuk. What is your religion? And that is, we learn from that hadith, that lengthy hadith of Al-Bara' ibn Azib, where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he told the companions of the journey of the soul, and how the journey will start with the, the soul leaving the body, going up to the heavens, and then coming back down into the, into the grave, and then the question will begin. The second question, or the second principle, as the Imam he mentions, Al-Aslu Thani. Al-Aslu Thani, the second principle. Ma'rifatu Deen al-Islam bil-Adillah. The knowledge of the religion of Islam with its proofs. With its proofs. Very important, ayyul ikhwa. That last week and today, you noticed last week that we were going through the evidence for this. Wadaril al-Tawakkul. And the evidence for Tawakkul. And then the Imam, he brought the, 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 the ayah from the Quran, وَدَلِيلُ الدُّعَى And the proof for dua, that dua is ibadah, that tawakkul is ibadah, that khashya is ibadah, that isti'ana is ibadah, isti'gafa, and isti'ada, all of these things, what's the proof? When you say, Islam is your religion, and when you say, that you give your dua to Allah, and that dua is worship, and that tawakkul is worship, and that all of these acts of worship, yeah, that this is what you worship Allah with? Then what's your proof for all of this? Bil Adillah. The Imam, he mentions here with proofs. Because there will be the one in the grave. When he's asked, he will say, Ha'in, Ha'in, La Adri. Ha, Ha, I don't know. I heard the people say something, and so I said it. So we don't want to fall into that. As the scholars they mention, the scholars of Islam, that it is not permissible, it's not allowed for us to make taqlid, meaning to blindly follow in the matters of belief. When you say Allah is your Lord, and you say Islam is your religion, and when you say that Muhammad is your messenger, and all of those other things in your belief, then you should know the proofs. At least one time, in your lives. At least one time in your lives, as Shaykh Salah al-Shaykh, he mentioned. At least one time. It's not a condition that you remember all the proofs. It's not a condition that you remember them. Then when someone asks, asks you and says to you, what's the proof of dua? What's the proof for al-istighatha? Al-isti'ana? Some of them you may, you may, you may know. Because you, you, you know the proofs. You say them every day. That's the proof for al-isti'adha, for seeking refuge. You know these. But some of the other proofs, maybe you, won't know, you don't know them. Maybe you can't memorize them. But the fact that you study them one time in your lives, then alhamdulillah, then you've taken the means to learn your religion. The imam, he mentions, وَهُوَ الْإِسْتِسْلَامُ لِلَّهِ بِالتَّوْحِيدِ Meaning, the religion of Islam is al-istislamu lillahi bit-tawheed. The religion of Islam means to submit to Allah. 
Istislam means to surrender and to submit. To submit to Allah with a tawheed, which is to worship Allah alone. So we submit to Allah, we surrender ourselves to Allah, and we worship Him alone. وَالْإِنْقِيَادُ And to comply, to comply to Allah with, with obedience. وَالْبَرَاءَةُ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ وَأَهْلِهِ And to free oneself from الشرك, which is the opposite of التوحيد. To free oneself from الشرك, from ascribing partners to Allah, or making dua to others besides Allah, and from ascribing anything from the acts of worship to, to others besides Allah. وَأَهْلِهِ And likewise to free oneself from its people, the people of shirk. The person frees himself from shirk. And he frees himself from the people of shirk. And we discussed this when we talked about al-wala' wal-bara' meaning to make one's friendship and to make one's uh, disallegiance, to base one's friendship and one's disallegiance, one's enmity based on a tawheed that a person, he makes his friendship with those who worship Allah alone, with the believers, and he frees himself, and he disassociates himself from the people of shirk and the people of kufr. And the imam, he talked about this in his, in his introduction. There's no need for us to, to repeat that. That the religion is of three levels. The religion is of three levels. Al-Islam. That's the first level. Wal-Iman. Wal-Ihsan. And Ihsan. And Ihsan means perfection in worship. And we're going to talk about each one in detail. Wa-Kullu Martabatin Laha Arkan. And every level, meaning Islam, Iman, and Ihsan, all of them, they have pillars. As for the saying of the Imam when he said, Al-Inqiyadu Lahu Bitpa'ah. Going back to that, to, to the beginning of that sentence, the religion of Islam is al-Islam lillah bi-Tawheed, wal-Inqiyadu lahu That this saying to comply with obedience, this is an explanation of al-Islam lillah bi-Tawheed, meaning that a person he complies. When the Imam he said al-Islam lillah bi-Tawheed, he's explaining it immediately after that we surrender ourselves to Allah with Tawheed, and what that means is that you comply. With obedience. That if you submit yourself to Allah and worship Him alone, then you should, be, you should be obedient to Him. And the meaning of, of al-inqiyad, to, to comply, is adam al-imtina'. Adam al-imtina'. Which means that a person, he, he doesn't hold back. He doesn't hold back. Meaning, he comes forward and he, he obeys, he listens and he, he complies. He doesn't refuse to comply, he complies. Like the ba'ir, like the camel. But a camel, if you place the rope on the camel, the, the, the rope on the head of the camel, that the camel will then comply and go wherever the rider on the camel tells the camel to go. Even if the rider is a child. 
the camel will comply. It will listen and comply and do as it's told. The example that the scholars give in this present time is that of a car. That of a car. That the car, you are in control of the car. And the car goes wherever you turn the car. And that is why they even say in Arabic, تَقُودُ السِّيَارَ تَقُودُ From the same word, الْإِنْقِيَادِ تَقُودُ تَقُودُ السِّيَارَ You drive a car. أَقُودُ السِّيَارَ I drive a car. So this is the meaning of الْإِنْقِيَادِ Islam is of two types. Islam is of two types. There is Al-Islam Al-Am, meaning the Islam that is general, and Al-Islam that is khas, Islam that is specific. Al-Islam Al-Am, that Islam that is general, then that is Al-Islam Lillah Bit-Tawheed, Wal-Inqiyadu Allah Bit-Ta'a, Wal-Bara'atu Minna Shirk Wa Ahli, that which the Imam said, to, come, to surrender to Allah with Tawheed, to, to be obedient to Him, to comply and be obedient, and to free oneself from Ash-shirk and its people. And that, that is what all of the messengers came with. All of the messengers, all of the Rusul, that's what they came with. None of them differed with that. They all came with this Islam. As for the Islam that is khas, that Islam that is specific, then that is also Al-Islam Lillahi Bit-Tawheed, Wal-Inqiyadu Lahu Bit-Ta'ah, Wal-Bara'at Minna Shirk Wa Ahli. It's also to surrender to Allah with Tawheed, to comply and be obedient, and to free oneself from shirk and its people. But it is also with that which Muhammad came with from Aqidah and Sharia. Meaning, that Islam that is general is that Islam that came before Muhammad. And that was Tawheed. But the legislation and the sharia of each nation differed from nation to nation. Maybe something was halal for one nation, but haram for another nation. So it was allowed in the time of Yusuf Islam, it was allowed for them to make sujood. Like the brothers of Yusuf Islam, and even his parents, they made sujood to him. So it's allowed for those, for some nations, for them to make sujood to someone of high station, not out of of ibadah, not out of worship, but out of respect and to honor that person. Likewise, the the angels, the angels were commanded to prostrate to Adam salam. Allowed for some nations, but not for others. So the Sharia from from nation to nation, differed. That Islam that is specific is that Islam that Muhammad came with. The fundamentals were the same, which is a tawheed, and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But the halal and the haram may have differed. Al-Martabat al-Ula al-Islam, that's the first level, al-Islam. فَأَرْكَانُ islam khamsa. The pillars of Islam are five. Shahadatu an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah wa iqamus salah wa ita'uz zakah wa sawmu ramadhan wa hajju baytillah al-haram. The pillars of Islam are five. Well known to the Muslims. 
the testification that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Allah. And that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And to establish the prayer, to give the zakah, to fast the month of Ramadan, and to make the hajj. The shahada, the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah alone, in truth, and that Muhammad is his messenger, this is the first pillar. After it is the salah. And the salah, the prayer, was made obligatory just before the hijrah. Just before the hijrah to Medina. Just before the hijrah. And the hijrah, that was in which year? Does anyone remember? In the 13th year, Ahsant, Mutas. In the 13th year, the siyam and the zakah, both of them, the zakah and the siyam, were made obligatory in the second year after the hijrah. They were made obligatory in the second year after the hijrah. And so, the salah was made obligatory just before the hijrah. In fact, in the, the night of the the Isra and the Mi'raj. The Zakah and the Siyam in the second year after the Hijrah. The Hajj was made obligatory in the ninth year. In the ninth year after the Hijrah. These five pillars, they occur at different times and they reoccur at different times. The first pillar, the shahada, then that, the Muslim, he does every moment, at every moment in his life. It reoccurs at every moment in his life. Meaning, he's always making the shahada. He's always saying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. It's always in his heart, that belief in that shahada. So a Muslim never leaves this pillar, not even for a moment. That if a Muslim, even for a single moment, was to stop believing in La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, then he's a disbeliever. He doesn't remain a Muslim. The, the first pillar is with you and with, every, with, with the Muslim at every moment in his life. As for the prayer, then that occurs five times a day, every day. So the prayer occurs... Five times a day, every day. The zakah and the siyam, they occur once a year. Once a year. The hajj, once a lifetime. For the one who is able. And so the shahada, that reoccurs how often? All the time. Doesn't stop. The salah, every day, five times a day, in the day and in the night. The zakah and the siyam, hmm? once, once a year. Someone say twice? Once a year. And the hajj? Once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime. The proof 
for actually a question. So we said that the salah was made obligatory when? Just before. Just before the hijrah. The zakah and the siyam. Second year after the hijrah. And the hajj in the ninth year. What about the shahada? When was the shahada made obligatory? The first pillar. Hmm? With the revelation. From the very beginning. The pillar. Shahada. La ilaha illallah. From the sending of the Messenger of Allah that was obligatory for the people to believe in La ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. The proof for shihada. What's the proof? When you say La ilaha illallah, what's the proof? The Imam he says, Qawluhu ta'ala, the proof for the shihada is the saying of Allah the Most High. Shahid Allahu annahu la ilaha illallah huwa wal malaikatu wa ulul ilm qa'iman bil qist. La ilaha illallah huwa al-azizul hakim. That Allah bears witness that none has a right to be worshipped but him. And likewise the angels and the people of knowledge, they bear witness. He who maintains justice, none has the right to be worshipped but him. Al-Aziz Al-Hakim. The Almighty, the All-Wise. As for the meaning of the Shahada, then the Imam himself, he explains it. He says, وَمَعْنَاهَا and the meaning of it, meaning the, me- the meaning of the shahada, the testification, is la ma'buda bihaqin illallah. That there is no ma'bud, there is no God worthy of worship bihaq illallah. That there is no God worthy of worship in truth except for Allah. Meaning all those other gods that are worshipped are worshipped in batil, in falsehood. And here, the Imam, he mentions that this kalima, la ilaha illallah, it comprises of two pillars. Two pillars. When you first, when you first say, la ilaha, then here, this is a negation, nafia. This is, a, this, is, this is a negation, you are negating something. When you say, la ilaha, you are negating the fact that there are, that there is, any other god that has the right to be worshipped. So you are negating You are negating everything else that is worshipped besides Allah. Illallah. And so when you say Illallah, this is ithbat. You hear now you are affirming. This is an affirmation. You are, aff- you are affirming something here. And what you are affir- affirming is Al-ibadah lillahi wahdah. La sharika lahu fi ibadatih. That you are affirming here that all worship belongs to Allah alone. Kama annahu laysa lahu sharikun fi mulki. Just as Allah does not have a partner in His dominion. There is no partner with Allah. There is no one who owns the heavens and the earth. So just as, just as Allah has no partner in him owning the heavens and the earth and everything in creation, then likewise he has no partner in his ibadah. And so, La ilaha illallah has two pillars. The first pillar is a negation. It's a nafi, it's a negation. You say, La ilaha, La ilaha. There is no God 
worthy of worship. And the second pillar, affirmation, ithbat, illallah. Then you're affirming all worship for Allah. Likewise, la ilaha illallah has shurut. It has conditions. Just like the prayer. When you pray, there are conditions. You need to make wudu. You have to make wudu. You have to face the qibla. You have to have intention. Conditions before you start the prayer. Likewise, la ilaha illallah has conditions. Shurut. And there are seven conditions. Seven conditions. And that is that a person, first and foremostly, when he says la ilaha illallah, that a person, he has knowledge of that. He has knowledge of that. فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Know that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. And the opposite of al-ilm is al-jahl, ignorance. So a person can't be ignorant, as we mentioned before. هَائِنْ هَائِنْ لَا أَدْرِي سَمِعْتَ النَّاسِ يَقُولُونَ شَيْئًا فَقُلْتُ That person in the grave, he will say that. That I don't know. When he's asked, who is your Lord? What is your religion? Who was that man that was sent to you? He will say, I don't know. I heard the people say something, and I said it. He didn't have knowledge. He didn't have knowledge. He was ignorant, and he blindly followed the people. Al-Yaqeen. So the first, knowledge. That's the first condition. The second, Al-Yaqeen. To have certainty. To have certainty. And the opposite of that is, Uncertainty, shak, doubt. A person doesn't have doubt that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Allah. The third is al-qubul. Qubul, which means acceptance, to accept it. To accept it. And the opposite of al-qubul is to reject. To reject. Al-inqiyad. That we already talked about. Al-inqiyad. Which means to comply. The opposite of comply? To, dis- to, to, to disobey. To turn away. To turn away. So take for example, the example we gave. We talked about the camel. We talked about the car. If you have a person who's a slave, for example... And he may, he may comply with his master. So he, whatever, whatever his master tells him to do, he does it. So he, he, he complies. But he may not love his master. He may not love him. Meaning he may hate the master. He may hate his master. But he listens because he has to. That is why muhabba is also a condition. Mahabba, love, love. And so when we comply with La ilaha illallah, and we comply to Allah with obedience, we do that with love, out of love. So Mahabba also is a condition of La ilaha illallah. The opposite of Mahabba, the opposite of love, what is that? Hatred, to hate. So we don't hate La ilaha illallah, we love La ilaha illallah, we love Allah and we love that we worship Allah alone. Al-ikhlas, 
which means sincerity. Sincerity. The opposite of ikhlas is ash-shirk and riya. The opposite of ikhlas is to make partners with Allah and riya, to do things uh, to show off. And so there, there are seven conditions. Seven conditions. You can memorize them in the with the statement Al-ilmu wal-yaqeen wal-qubulu wal-inqiyadu fadri ma'aqulu wal-sidqu wal-ikhlas wal-muhabba wa-faqaqa Allahu li ma'ahabba as Al-Hafid Al-Hakimi he, he wrote Al-ilmu wal-yaqeen wal-qubulu wal-inqiyadu fadri ma'aqulu wal-sidqu wal-ikhlas wal-muhabba wa-faqaqa Allahu li ma'ahabba so Al-ilm Al-Yaqeen, Al-Qubul, Wal-Inqiyad, Fadri Ma'aqul, meaning know what I'm, what I'm saying, understand what I'm saying, Wal-Sidq, Wal-Ikhlas, Wal-Muhabbah, Wal-Faqaqallahu Lima Ahabbah, meaning may Allah grant you success to, or with that which He loves. The explanation, Wal-Tafsiruha, as the Imam, he continues and he says, Wal-Tafsiruha, and the explanation of the Shahada, and the explanation of what he's just said. And that which makes clear that which he mentioned and the shahada is the saying of Allah And remember when Ibrahim said to his father and his people, Verily, I am innocent of what you worship, except him, meaning except for Allah alone, who created me, and verily he will guide me. And he made it a word. Lasting among among his offspring, that they may re, they may turn back to him in repentance. And likewise, the saying of Allah the Most High: "Qul ya ahl al-kitab ta'alu ila kalimatin sawa'in bainana wa bainakum alla na'budu illa alla na'budu illa illa Allah wala nushrika bihi shay'ah wala yatakhid ba'duna ba'dan arbaba min dunillah fa in tawallu faqulu shadu bi anna muslimun." And that is his saying. Say. O people of the scripture, Jews and Christians, come to a word that is just between us and you, that we worship none but Allah, and that we associate no partners with Him, and that none of us shall take others as lords besides Allah. Then if they turn away, say, Ishhadu bi anna muslimun. Bear witness that we are Muslims. And the proof for the testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, then firstly, what we learn is the shahada, the testification, the shahada, is made up of two testifications in reality. It is shahadatan. Shahadatan. The first shahada is La ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. That's the first justification. And the second is Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa That's the second justification. So the proof for the testification that Muhammad sallallahu is the messenger of Allah is the saying of Allah the Most High. لَقَدَ جَاءَكُمْ رُسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِمَا عَنِتُمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ That is the saying of Allah, the Most High, there has indeed come to you a messenger from amongst yourselves. 
It grieves him. It grieves him that you should suffer. He is eager for your guidance and is, and is full of compassion and mercy for the believers. The Imam, he continues and he says, وَمَعْنَى شَهَادَةَ أَنَّ مُحَمَدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And the meaning of this shahada, that Muhammad sallallahu is the messenger of Allah, is طَاعَتُهُ فِي مَا أَمَرَ وَتَصْدِيقُهُ فِي مَا أَخْبَرَ وَاجْتِنَابُ مَا نَهَا عَنْهُ وَزَجَرَ وَأَلَّا يُعْبَدُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِمَا شَرَعَ The meaning of the testification that Muhammad sallallahu is the messenger of Allah, is to obey him in whatever he commands, to believe in everything he informs of, and to avoid whatever he made haram, whatever he forbade and prohibited, and that you should worship Allah alone, and worship him only with that which Muhammad prescribed. Question, is it possible for a person that he says, La ilaha illallah, that he bears witness that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Allah. But he doesn't bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Is he a Muslim? Is he Muslim? But he bears witness that Allah alone has a right to be worshipped. That's right. It's not possible. It's not possible for a person to be a Muslim except that he has to make both the testifications. And so the Messenger of Allah he said, because you may come across some people from the people of the book. Some of them may say, even some of the Christians, if you speak to them, they say that some of them, and I've come across some of them myself, they say, we don't believe Jesus is God. Yes, we don't believe He is God. But they remain Christian. Some of them they'll say, I find it hard to believe that God is three. I believe God is just alone. God is one. God is alone. And so we'll say, yes, God is alone, and we should worship God alone. But he doesn't bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And likewise, even some of the Jews, some of the Jews, they believed, they believed that Muhammad is a messenger of Allah. There is a sect from the Jews who believe that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. However, He's a messenger to the Arabs. He's a messenger only to the Arabs. That is why the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ لَا يَسْمَعُ بِهِ أَحَدٌ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ يَهُودِيٌّ وَلَا نَصْرَانِيٌّ ثُمَّ يَمُوتُ وَلَمْ يُؤْمِنْ بِالَّذِي أُرْسِلْتُ بِهِ إِلَّا كَانَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ By the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, there is none who hears of me from this nation, from the Jews and the Christians, but yet doesn't believe in what I have been sent with, except that he is from the people of the fire. And so, that a person needs to make both the testifications. And the rest of the pillars are built upon this first pillar. And built upon these two testifications. And they, these two testifications at the same time, or Muslim, 
are the two conditions that you need for every other act of worship. These two testifications also serve as the two conditions that you need for every act of worship. Al-ikhlas. Ikhlas al-ibadah lillah. That you single out this act of worship for Allah. And that you do it بما شرع محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم that you do it with whatever محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم prescribed for us as worship what what he showed to us and how he performed those acts of worship so the pillar of salah is built upon this first pillar upon these two, these first two conditions that your salah has to be purely for Allah with ikhlas to Allah alone and it has to be done according to the sunnah Sallu kama ra'aytumuni. Pray as you have seen me pray. The Messenger of Allah, that's what he said. Pray as you have seen me pray. Your zakat has to be for Allah, ikhlas. And according to the sunnah, your fasting and your hajj and every other act of worship has to be with these two conditions. So the Imam continues and he says, وَدَلِيلُ الصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ وَتَفْسِيرُ التَّوْحِيدِ The proof for the prayer, for zakat, and the explanation of Tawheed, Qawluhu Ta'ala, the saying of Allah, the Most High, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبَدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَحُدِّينَ هُنَافَاءَ وَيُقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَذَلِكَ دِينٌ قَيِّمًا And they were not commanded, they were not commanded, except to have sincerity, except to have sincerity, and to worship Allah alone. And to make the religion solely for Allah. And that they should establish the prayer. And give the zakah. And that is the straight and true religion. Salah and zakah. Many times in the Quran they come together. Many times. Like in this verse. Many other verses. Many places in the Quran. So they say that zakah is qarinat salah meaning the close companion of as-salah. Zakah is the close companion of as-salah, always together. Al-Qiyam is qarinat al-Siyam, meaning standing in prayer. That is the close companion of as-Siyam, always mentioned together. So you find, for example, in the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, man saama and whoever stands, Afwan, whoever fasts the month of Ramadan, Iman with Iman, Wahtisaban, and seeking reward from Allah, then Then his sins are forgiven. His past sins are forgiven. And in the other hadith, Man Qama Ramadan, whoever stands the nights in Ramadan in prayer, meaning whoever stands in Ramadan with prayer. And that's why the Muslims, they pray in Ramadan, the Taraweeh, and Qiyam al-Layl. Because Qiyam is the Qarina of As-Siyam. Umrah is the Qarina of Hajj. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, He says, And complete the Umrah and the Hajj for Allah. And likewise in the other verse, 
فمن حج أو اعتمره فلا جناه عليه. So again, Hajj and Umrah mentioned together. فمن تمتع بالعمرة إلى الحج. Many verses where Hajj and Umrah are mentioned together. Likewise, Hijra is the Qareena of Al-Jihad. So this is many, in the Quran you'll find this. You'll find Salah and Zakat mentioned together. You find Hajj and Umrah mentioned together. In the Sunnah, Siyam and Qiyam. And you find also in the Quran Al-Hijrah mentioned with Jihad. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَاجِرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ يَرْجُونَ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ Those who believe and those who made the Hijrah, meaning the migration, and they performed the Jihad. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَحَاجِرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ أَعْذَمُ دَرَجَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Many verses in the Quran. Question, we talked about, we talked about when the five pillars were made obligatory. When was the Hijrah made obligatory? Because we talked about the five pillars and when they were made obligatory. When was the Hijrah made obligatory? Huh? <laughs> the Hijrah was made obligatory when the Hijrah was made obligatory. Uh, yes, at the, the 13th year, as we said, the 13th year, as the brother he mentioned, the 13th year. What about jihad? What about jihad? Hmm? The year. Third. Third year? Third year of what? Or first year of what? Of the Ba'tha or after the Hijrah? First year? Ahsantum. First year, first year. Some say the beginning, the end of the first year. Some say the beginning of the second year. Around that time. With the little Siyam. The proof for As-Siyam. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-Siyam kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun. O you who believe, fasting has been made obligatory upon you, has been prescribed upon you. Just as it was, as, as it was made obligatory upon those who came before you. La'allakum tattaqun. So that you may acquire taqwa of Allah, piety, taqwa of Allah, fear of Allah. Wa dalilu hajj. And the proof for Hajj, Qawluhu Ta'ala, the saying of Allah, the Most High, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنْ سِطَعِ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ عَلِي الْعَالَمِينَ And the Hajj to Allah's house is an obligation upon those who are able to perform it. And whoever refuses this obligation of making Hajj and rejects rejects it, then Allah has no need of him or any of the creation. The Imam then goes on to Al-Martabat Al-Thaniya, Al-Iman. Al-Martabat Al-Thaniya, Al-Iman. Firstly, the difference between Al-Islam and Iman. The Imam, when he mentioned Al-Deen, the religion, the beginning of this second principle, he said that it is thalath maratib, it is three levels, al-Islam, and iman and ihsan, these three levels. And every level has pillars. Every level is higher than the one below it. 
And so for example, Iman is higher, a higher level than Islam. And Ihsan is a higher level than Iman. Not every Muslim is a mu'min. And not every mu'min is a muhsin. And that is what we're going to discuss next week, bi'idnillah. And we'll continue next week with the, with the level of Iman and the level of Ihsan. And also we will be discussing the hadith of Jibreel. As the Imam, he brought, he brought many evidences here from the Qur'an. But he will also use as a proof for everything we've talked about from the pillars of Islam and also the pillars of Iman, the hadith of Jibreel, that amazing hadith, that hadith when Jibreel, the angel, came to the Messenger of Allah and uh, his companions were present and Jibreel came to teach them the religion, that amazing hadith. That is what we'll cover next week. Just one quick announcement. Uh, next week, uh, next Friday, next Friday, uh, there won't be a lecture here next Friday. Uh, however, there'll be uh, like a mini conference in the Masjid al Salafi, or the Marquis al Salafi in, in Manchester with our brothers over there. Uh, and our brother Abu Idris, Muhammad, Hafidhullah, who is from the graduates of the Islamic University in Medina, from the du'at, from those who teach the people, from those who benefit the people, those who uh, sat with the scholars and uh, have much benefit with them. Uh, he will be there. Uh, so we encourage the brothers to go there next Friday. Uh, and the topic, the topic is, is marital harmony in Islam. And also the 11 women who spoke about their husbands. And so that is uh, next Friday at 7 p.m. in Manchester, in the Marquis of Salafi in, uh, in Manchester. Inshallah ta'ala.